Hello and welcome to a new episode of Content Rookie. I know it's been a while, I'm taking it a little bit slower this year, but there are still a couple of episodes coming up and today's episode I think is a really interesting one. I'm talking to my friend Angina about getting promoted as a UX writer or content designer. Um, there's a lot of different titles out there, both for ICs and leads, and there's actually a lot you may want to know and understand before you go for a promotion because it's quite a complex process. So today we're going to chat a little bit about that and hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Content Rookie, Angela. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Ah, thanks for having me, Nicole. To everyone who's listening, my name is Anjana. Um, I work as a staff UX writer at Spotify, which is how I know Nicole. Uh, and I'm based out of London now. I used to be in Stockholm. That's also another way how I know Nicole. Uh, and yeah, I'm currently enjoying some sunshine in London after many, many months of misery. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, so this is not the main topic of the episode, but maybe you want to share a little bit how or why you ended up moving from Stockholm to London. Um, well, I moved from, I moved from, um, uh, Stockholm to London because I wanted to live in a place where I had access to good Indian food. That is actually <laughs> why I moved. Uh, but, um, yeah. And also I've lived in London before, so it's mostly home for me. I didn't think Stockholm was for me, mm. um, as a very extroverted, uh, person, <laughs> I, it, it didn't suit many of my needs. So that's why I moved to London. And I also thought in the long run of things, it would, give good networking opportunities and career opportunities if I needed them as well. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think Stockholm has both the benefit and the disadvantage that it is quite small. So if you have a strong network, that's great because you can probably get jobs that way. But if you ever burn a bridge or want to do something different or don't want to be kind of like classified as something or someone specific, it can be very challenging to break out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. But Angela, you mentioned in the beginning, so you're actually a staff UX writer at Spotify, and that's a little bit what we're talking about today. So we're going to talk about how you can make it from maybe junior to UX writer to senior and to staff. And in general, maybe a little bit more about the IC path at most tech companies and what are some of the things that you did once you went through those different stages of promotion. So I'm curious to just hear your thoughts in general on how does it feel like now to be staff level and how did you get there? Um, it feels great. I do feel like I have a lot of work to do that, you know, with the title bump comes more responsibility. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I think I, I started as a, I would say my career started, um, I asked, like many people, I fell into this role by accident. I worked uh, I worked for a small tech company. Well, I wouldn't say tech company. It was a research company in the UK that got bought up by a bigger company. But I was doing, I was doing UX writing for them and, you know, and a lot of research. And I didn't know this was a thing. And then I moved back to India as so I had visa troubles. And I worked for an Indian uh, textile called Zomato there. And uh, that's where I started doing what I'm doing proper like content design and UX writing and that um I didn't I didn't actually know it was a thing and that that was, this was way back in in between 2014 and 2017 that's when I worked there so it was a long time ago and uh that's when I started doing what I was doing I was also genuinely very interested in design and like ease of experience and all sorts of in all sorts of ways uh so and then 
And then I realized this was a job. It was a thing that I can do full time instead of just, you know, being it being a part of a wider job. And then I started working at PayPal as a senior content designer. And and then and then Spotify happened and I've been at Spotify for almost five years. I joined Spotify as a senior UX writer mm-hmm. and uh, I got to staff level sometime um, early earlier this year. So yeah. So almost um, five years of hard work. It was it was several years of a lot of hard work. <laughs> oh. As always. But then wait, you said you joined PayPal already as senior as well, right? I did, yes. So did you ever go through like an official promotion process coming from that middle level to that senior position in any of your previous positions? No, actually, I feel like uh, I feel like the leveling between companies is quite different. So I didn't ha- I didn't go through that. This is the first time I actually even had like a proper promotional process. Wow. So which is kind of weird to say. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, I've been working for so many years. And I'm like, oh, this is my first promotion. I didn't actually make that connection until now. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, so I, I would say this is, and it was, it was different in PayPal. I, I, we had internal levels at PayPal, mm-hmm. um, but that was about, I can't even remember what level I was actually. Uh, but yeah, uh, and, and I would say it differed. Like, I feel like my roles and responsibilities were a little different, um, compared to, compared to what I do now. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, um. Uh, I, but I think that also comes with like the the knowledge of like what how your teammates understand what content design is. So you do as as in like oh you don't just write the copy you do all of these things. So it comes with that. So I guess that helped a bit to get to get that. I I just sort of like took that in stride and like learned a lot more about what I do and managed to get get where I am right now. Right before you go a little bit more in detail about how you went about getting promoted now from senior to staff. Um, I just wanted to say, we talked about this before we started recording, that in general, specifically within tech companies, try to follow similar levels when it comes to, you know, like junior, mid, Mm -hmm. senior staff, or on the IC side, and then on the lead side, there's design lead, senior design lead, director, all of those other um, titles. And while companies say they have an ambition to kind of have the same levels across the field and industry, the reality that I think we both have seen and experienced and also heard from our friends and network can be can be very different from that. Some companies are much more likely to promote or also much more likely to hire you at a higher level than you were at your previous employer, while some companies, they may even down-level you. And all of that is very individual and depends a lot on, well, how your interviews go, what they think about your portfolio, who you're interviewing with, what the company currently has in terms of structure and organization around promotion. So so a lot goes into that. And I think that's just something I would love to just highlight in this episode. Titles are great and you feel great when you get promoted. And a lot of us deserve those promotions, but they also don't mean that much about how good you are at your craft and um, how well you should get paid and all of that. So all of that is connected to titles, but yeah, I'm very, I also feel very sad about it because I know some great people who have been like you, like senior for a long time and have been kind of waiting for that promotion. But the reality that I've also seen is that getting promoted, and I know you're going to talk more about this, requires a lot of work. I remember when I went for a promotion at Spotify, it was so much extra work. And I think not everyone that is like very 
embedded in their team has the time to do that. It takes so much work. It takes so much focus, so much relationship building. And while, of course, we can argue that is super important before you get promoted to a level, some people just never have the opportunity to even spend time on that. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Like, I mean, this is just not just my experience. I'm talking about like everyone I've spoken to in my network as well. I think this is all promotions are all about like what you actually do and what like it's not it's not just about the craft level it's about like the impact you've had across different teams and your work and different so many so many different factors and uh, the crux of it is like the project you're actually staffed on really matters so and it depends on like what all you get to do you're like your role within the project it really factors in so you have to be you have to sometimes like you have to like fight for the right project or be in the right place at the right time to get onto such a project so I think that really matters and even across companies I do believe like leveling is they, they there is a notion to keep it standard but they're also it's it's also not standard from what I've spoken to other companies I do feel like you know sometimes an L5 or an IC5 might not exactly be um, a, a senior role in some companies mm. so I feel like there's a there's a lot that goes on I wish there was more structure I do wish the leveling was more transparent across different companies so we could all standardize it but the reality is that it's not and like you said like um when especially when you're interviewing for a company a lot of things coming to like come into factor like you know their their um their headcount whatever they have uh, the budget and the team that you're going to be on the number of people you're going to be with all of these factor in to when you're interviewing at a place what title you actually get so it i it is not a reflection of like how good you are or not it is um more about like what what have you done yeah so yeah i think those are really good points it's something else to add to this that i just thought up also is so for me as someone that has worked a lot as a contractor and a freelancer <clears throat> in my positions often there is not even a title specified you just come on as a content designer you come on as a user uh, ux writer and they just specify they want you to have x x years of experience and sometimes i've been more senior than the people that had relatively senior titles at companies and sometimes i've been a little bit below that but then when i would go into an in-house position it could be very difficult for for me to say hey like I'm going to come in at staff level. So for me, for example, it's been very dependent on my interview performance and my portfolio reviews or exercises and things like that. Um, since coming from contracting, we normally don't really, or in a lot of places, don't really have titles. So I think that's also a really good thing to keep in mind. And then okay. another thing, and I don't know if you've seen this, uh, is that, I don't know if this is maybe a European thing, probably not. I guess it's just, I'm a little biased because I mostly work with companies in Europe, but I've also noticed that companies who tend to pay you less are more likely to give you a higher title. Do you think this is a thing or do you think this is just a confirmation bias? <laughs> I actually don't know if this is a thing. I, I don't know. I guess I always thought it depended on like, depending on the, the size of the company almost because obviously, you know, big tech does pay decently well. Startups may not have the same budget, so they don't. So I, I'll, and, and you'll always have more responsibility because they'll have a smaller team. So it's like you're doing more work for less money. So maybe, maybe that, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually, I haven't even like thought about it. You can tell, you can tell I've, I've, I've been very comfortable and lazy and not really I interviewing would, anyone. I, 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 I would not call you lazy. I'm sorry. No, I would not call you lazy. I think you brought up a really good point there with the startups because that's actually interesting. Even though I said like, 
oh, they might be more likely to give you a better title because they can't pay you that much. It is true that you most likely also just have much more responsibility since you're likely mm -hmm. the only person. And if you join a startup as a content designer, you're very likely also writing the release notes and doing some marketing and mm -hmm. support and whatnot. So actually, that's maybe a good point to take, yeah. take into account. Yeah. All right. But... Anjana, tell us a little bit about how you ended up getting promoted from senior to staff. What was the process like? Um, I got to lead design with the designers that I was working with on a project. I'm I, I, Confidentiality means I can't go into details, but it required a lot of, like, it required me uh, working very closely with design, with product marketing, with all these other teams to, like, um, you know, simplify like a very complex, uh, pro complex thing to and make it really simple. I have been doing this in the past, but this was the first time I was just like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna step up and do it. Um, uh, culturally, I'm Indian. I'm really wired to be an overachiever. At, I have to state that as a caveat. So I was like, yeah, bring it. I'm really excited for mm -hmm. it, and I love, I love having a lot of work to do. Uh, that's just who I am. <laughs> So I have to, I have to, um, I have to mention that. And like, I, it just, it was just a lot more, um, there was a lot more strategy involved in this versus, uh, versus like, you know, writing. I don't think I even, I can't even, I don't even think I wrote a single line of copy actually, or maybe like I did <laughs> two or three lines, but it was mostly about like strategy and like, um, the story and like being a compelling storyteller and documenting all the all the many decisions that we made across uh, across the design strategy that really like factored into like what I could do, and it really made a difference to work with such strong designers who considered me an equal partner and brought me into every discussion. And it was it was really nice, and they also said it was really valuable. You know, like they we'd be discussing some design solutions, and I was just like, yo. There's no way I can there's no way I can communicate this to listeners, so forget it. So I think it was nice to be there at that stage of being like, no, no, yes, no. So I think documenting all those things really helped, and you know, um, uh, they there was there was definitely a lot of stakeholder management. I think this comes with how big a project is, and you're working with so many uh, people, and especially in a company like Spotify where. Uh, you work with a lot of different business units. So a lot of people, there's a lot of overlapping things. So you have to like work with them consistently. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talking, a lot of talking through problems um, and like defining, looking at a lot of data. There's so much data that you really need to dive into and figuring, figuring out like how you're going to define a framework and how you're going to, um, what, what the vision for things are and like, Think about the IA and there's so many things that go into crafting a good product that don't necessarily end up in writing strings that you can show like, oh, that's my copy. So I feel like a lot of it was based on like, you know, the the partnership and collaboration I had mm. and the strategic work that I did with, you know, with like the business teams and everything. So all that really mattered. Right. I, it, I, that was part of the that was a big part of the process and and you know I feel like um on the side like I have been I mean I think I I, I think promotions in tech companies in general are like uh not very they, they're they're a pretty intense process I think you have to be working towards it for a really long time it's not like 
it's not like how it used to be earlier like oh you're doing well here's a promotion it's more just like yeah, yeah this is all this is everything that i did and this is how uh, my work has impacted the the people who use the product and the other teams that i work with this is how it's impacted the business so you have to have all those and i think when i talk about impact i do want to say that i think this is something i hear from a lot of people like because you know as designers we work on a lot of things that don't actually go live or get shipped and then you're like oh i can't really talk about it um but you know impact is also like how you make other people's lives easier with your team so you like you can just be like a new way of working that you've realized like oh hey i think this will work let's uh let's try this with another team and let's see how it goes so it can be anything like if it makes other people more uh productive and collaborative and you know get a, i think that i think that's that really matters in terms of impact um and i think uh the other thing that i realized that really factors in is your at least for me was like communication skills so i think you just need to be really on the ball about like communicating very transparently to everyone and be a good listener and really understand and like uh, take part in like that exchange of information that always that happens consistently so i think all of those are really important yeah yeah, yeah i thought i think that was a great summary i have a couple of points i picked up from that uh, i think mm-hmm. the one thing you said is it's definitely a little bit more about taking on some bigger projects that are cross collaborations where you get involved with a lot of stakeholders and it really for a content designer or a UX writer really goes beyond just the the microcopy aspect of th- of things so much more strategic right mm-hmm. yeah and then you had another really good point which was around documentation so really documenting what you do what decisions you've taken how you've taken them who was involved and i think that's a really yeah. really great note not just about being promoted i actually recommend this to to when I'm mentoring someone, I'm, I recommend this even for people that are maybe not looking to get promoted anytime soon. Just documenting things is a great way to kind of manage up, show what you're doing, show the impact you're having, and sometimes even streamline processes. So I think that was also a really good note. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one thing I want to say is, so you mentioned it a little bit, um, promotions can take a lot of time. They take a lot of effort, specifically in tech. And I think one thing that isn't talked about enough, but I, I have a good friend she's tried to go for a promotion twice and was rejected both times and of course that's very dis- discouraging but the truth is that a lot of people that try to get promoted they will get rejected once or twice and sometimes they don't even try again right the next cycle sometimes they wait a year and then they slowly start working towards it again so it's not necessarily a given that your promotion is going to go through so that's definitely also something you kind of need to prepare for that you may be putting in all this extra work but depending on you know various factors you still might not get promoted um so yeah i wonder if you have any thoughts on that i i do think that that there's definitely cases of, from my friends in the tech industry i've heard this about but i do think it always like in most companies like big tech companies it goes to like um a promo- a committee that decides uh if you're getting the promotion or not and you know so i think it's not i think as you get higher like the bigger the group gets it's not like immediate like your manager decides it's an, i don't think it works that way in most companies anymore uh but in, in that like when it goes you have to be prepared that it won't happen and i i think for me i was definitely prepared i was just like okay i i know i've done the work and everyone who i work with knows i've done the work and that really matters to me 
So I was like, I'm at peace with this. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but I do know from other friends there, but they've always gotten um, some feedback about like, hey, these are the criteria. Here's where you're not exactly meeting the level. So that's why I do have friends who have taken like a year off and consistently tried to make like to make that happen mm-hmm. and then and then go for it again and they've they've been successful so i don't promotions don't get denied for no reason i would say there's always something behind it so and it, i think it's 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 the same as getting going through a round of feedback right like right. you know right. when you're doing the feedback sessions there's always things you need to work towards so you just incorporate it, it it's just similar just on a larger scale i would say yeah, no, I think that's a really good point uh, that you're bringing up there that there's uh, always a reason. And sometimes the reason also just is visibility. Like you really, yeah. since there are so many people involved, a, a whole committee, but also even before that, it's so much about showcasing your work and showcasing the impact that you have. Yeah, it it, it is. And um, I have to say that that's something I really struggle with because I'm so bad at talking about my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but, you know, I was just like, this is what I've done. Um, have a look. Yeah. But yeah, it it does it it does. Um, it's not something like a lot of people like doing. I I hate talking about my work, and yet I'm on this podcast talking about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think you're sharing very valuable information for the listeners. So I wouldn't necessarily yeah. call this talking about work because then what does that make me? That's terrible. Mm. Let's not go there. <laughs> But yeah, how did it feel when you finally found out you got the promotion? It felt great. I was just like, oh, I, all of the, all of my hard work paid off. Yes. Um, I, I think it felt good. I also just uh, realized, like, obviously we've had a few departures, but right now I'm, I'm the only staff UX writer at Spotify, so I'm just, I'm just like, oh wow. So now I'm thinking more along the lines like oh, how can I help get other people to this level? What can I do? What should we be doing? So I, that's, that's my priority now. I want to I wanna bring more people up to my level now. That's amazing. That's why I also really enjoyed working with you. You really have that like group spirit and leveling up the practice as a whole. And I think that's really great. And I mean, personally, that would be one of the main reasons I wanted to promote you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope I get to that. I think we have a lot of, lot of talented uh, people who, who definitely should be going for a promotion. Right. All right. Thank you so much, Anjana. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? Anything you feel like they should know? Famous last words. Famous last words. I think, I think, I think, just think it's important to say you have this job because you are good at it and you know what you want to do and you know what you're doing. So just just keep at it. <laughs> I guess that's what terrible famous last words. <laughs> no, I so think that's, that's not what I'm judged on. No, but that, those are great famous last words because I think what's really interesting when we two talk especially is that you were really at a company and committed to that company for over five years. You're still there. You're still leveling it up in-house. And the reality of working in tech specifically is that a lot of people, they don't even get there. There's a lot of job hopping going on when tech was really, really booming during the pandemic. We had some people join, they left within a year just, you know, to get the next higher title or a little bit of a pay raise. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's also a way, you know, to climb the career ladder. But I would almost argue that it's a little bit more sustainable to stick around for a little longer and really learn the internal processes and all of that. Yeah, I also think people have different motivations to get a promotion. It's like it could be financially driven, it could be title driven. 
I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it because I think I've done some awesome work. <laughs> that was my, that was my um, approach to it. Yeah, and I think that's a really healthy approach. So if you're listening and you feel like you're doing some really awesome work, maybe a promotion is your next step then. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for joining today, Angina. Thank you. And that was it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, thanks so much for all your nice messages and the feedback you're giving me. Please continue to send them. Also, requests for future episodes. I'm always happy to schedule them based on what you feel like you're missing. Thanks so much. This is Nicole from Content Rookie. Bye.